0: Welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast It's been a while, but we're back And we're talking baseball And we're talking, specifically, Blue Mountain Fantasy Baseball Champions League We took the whole year off Um, 2016 was a trying year in our league (laughs) There was a lot of of drama Uh, And that is the voice of Kyle Stramare, owner of the Stramare Stallions Joining me tonight, Kyle, how you doing?
1: good to hear this podcast uh, music again it's been quite some time I'm excited
0: yeah so you know you and I have been chatting a lot uh the last couple weeks getting ready for the season um I finally decided that I should help you get get everything up and running um mainly because I had to do it last year so I kind of felt comfortable with it and it's just easier if two people do it rather than I think some of the the hardest part is when you feel like you're the only one doing it the task is so daunting you don't even want to start it. So, having yeah. having some hands um and having you around to do that was helpful so I appreciate that. Um but yeah, 16 we did the podcast for this league in all of 2016. Um I think it was fun, but maybe I think everyone it was just a different different time back then. So we kind of did some weird stuff with the league last year. We went over to a different website, changed the format around a little bit, and I think it was for the worst. I think we all decided, for the most part. So we're back on our original website, back to daily format, um, and I really feel like we're almost re-energized. I think we're gonna have a full a full house pretty much for the draft. I hope so.
1: I, I would think most people are going to be
0: there. I would think just Frank Jordan and Burkhart probably. Yeah, I
1: don't know. It'll well, Frank and Andy. Weather,
0: um, yeah, depending on the snow. <laughs> you know, everyone yeah. seems to still get at Caleb for that. Um, rightfully so, I guess. But, uh, all right, so let's start talking 2018 season of the Blue Mountain Fantasy Baseball Champions League. I've now said that twice in the podcast and gotten the order right, so that's a plus. Because I could never get that right a couple of years ago. Um, first of all, I guess we should. Do we want to talk about the Bachelor? Since I think we're probably the only two guys in the league that watched it.
1: We can't be the only two that watched it. I mean,
0: I think other I bet Bur- I bet Burkhart I bet Burkhardt watches it.
1: Yeah, Burkhart's definitely a Bachelor guy. <laughs> I could see Kim making him watch that. Yeah. So if he listens. Matt, if you listen to this, you're going to have to let us know. Um,
0: odds, are, odds are you won't hear this. Yeah. Ari made himself look about as good as me and Shane did at the end of the 2016 season with Zach. Uh, that's pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> um, my hope is that he can find peace with himself and find some kind of rejuvenation that I'm feeling <laughs> towards everybody in this league now. So, um because that was brutal to watch. If you, it, you Just do a Twitter search of Ari or Bachelor or something, and you're going to find some incredible memes, some incredible quotes, some good stuff out there. Um, it, it, just look it up. It was, it was something worth watching. Wildly entertaining. I always say to the people that knock me as a guy for watching The Bachelor, until you've watched a whole season, watching 25 women compete for one man... <laughs> is some of the most wildly entertaining stuff you'll ever watch in your life. It's a a car crash. You can't turn away from it.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) This is actually my first season.
0: Oh, really? Okay. I'm
1: excited for even Bachelorette. I'm going to
0: watch it. I'm I'm by no means an OG. My first first season was uh, Sean Lowe's season. And, you know, that was a good one. He was just a good dude. But, um, yeah, good stuff. All right, so... Part of the 2018 uh, Blue Mountain League, we have we had a little bit of an expansion draft, so due to stuff in Andy's life, he joined up with your brother, Frank. Yep. They're co-owning, and um, Shane and I took a team together, partially because I thought that was the best way to get Shane to come back, and it's just something that him and I do together. You know, he got me into this league, so... I think it'll be fun. Um, going daily, it's hard to do it every day. It's being, you know, having two little guys around and a full-time job and stuff. So, having two sets of eyes on a team, I think, is going to be a little better for me. Cause I was one of the proponents for weekly last year, but it just doesn't work in this this format. I think so. Um, we and we have two new owners. Ryan Bowl, courtesy of Caleb Fick. Ryan's team name is Delve Into This. I believe that is um, directly related to him drafting Delvin Perez in the minor draft. And then we have Jake Becker brought in by Zach Smith. Uh, Jake. Jake's team is blue seat life. So they take over Manifest Destiny and the Jones brothers are no longer. And also we retired the Denver Desperados and the McKeensburg Matadors. I McKeansburg Matador is one of the most storied franchises in this league's history, if not the most storied franchise. No longer. Yeah. They're now the Don Russ Diamond Kings. And Manifest Destiny is no slouch either. Those are two two pretty good pretty good teams. They both have won before, right?
1: Yeah, should we uh should we have a moment of silence for those teams?
0: Yeah, we can do that. Alright, let's do that. Alright. Alright, we're back. Um yeah, we're back. <laughs> and the Denver Desperados are no longer as well um our our flame was short it burned out quick but it was strong for a couple of years so the Denver Desperados are now the San Fernando Valley Beasts a little homage to the sandlot there and the matadors are now the Donruss Diamond Kings great team name love that one so we have two new owners the expansion draft let's uh let's recap that expansion draft you and I were in the Facebook chat with Ryan and Jake for that draft um it was interesting. It was interesting to see two guys that I know never met before. Seeing the way they picked. Cody Bellinger was the first pick to Jake. And then uh Jose Altuve and Josh Donaldson went two and three to Ryan. And Max Scherzer was four, the second the second player on Blue Seat Life on Jake's team. Did they get the top four right?
1: Uh we gotta talk about the elves in the room here the guy that didn't get drafted in justin turner um
0: that wasn't be, the question we're, we'll get there
1: i know i'm well i'm <laughs> starting i i think he might be number four. Oh, really okay i think him being a k2 five dollars like i don't know i mean i guess if you wanted the ace you, you went with scherzer i mean i okay. think the top three were were on for sure um but i might have taken turner with the with that next
0: pick. Alright, so it was a two person draft. Ryan and Jake. Jake had the the two three turn, picks four and five. I'm okay with Scherzer for returner should have gone five. Right.
1: I yeah. guess that's yeah. that's
0: where I'm at. Scherzer's though. top three starting pitcher in all of baseball, in fantasy baseball especially. Um, no and as an expiring contract, if things don't go well for Jake, he gets a lot for him at the at the deadline. Yes. So um, Bellinger was the number one pick. I think that's that's fair. Altuve and Donaldson, best two hitters in the draft right now. I think right now today they're better than Bellinger, but Bellinger at two dollars K one huge value. Um, Scherzer goes four, and then yeah, I think Justin Turner should have won five. But Justin Turner didn't get drafted at all? He didn't even go.
1: I need answers on that man, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna get them on draft day. I'm going to.
0: What does Turner go for in this draft? Thirty.
1: I was gonna say twenty-seven. Yeah. I was gonna be a little more specific. Yeah, twenty-seven is my guess. Uh, What did he hit last year? Three twenty-five. He
0: was great. He was outstanding.
1: I'm at a loss for words with that. I would have kept him. Oh yeah. (laughs) Nice. I would have traded for him. So it's a little frustrating. Um, I mean. There were two other corner infielders drafted that probably shouldn't have
0: been drafted. Justin Turner, 322, 21 homers, 71 RBIs, on um, only 457 at-bats. So you put him at a full season, we're talking 320, 30, a 100 probably. Yep. With seven steals, 415 OBP, and arguably the best lineup in the National League.
1: I don't have answers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've I think you you've probably done a little more research than me to date. But what's the third base position like this year too? It's I feel like it's been thinner, but I know we got some young guys in there. Matt Chapman, Devers, you know we got some new, th- not necessarily available in our league, but third base is getting stronger.
1: I think. Yeah, third base is pretty deep. In my opinion, it's it's fairly deep. So. Um, I mean I don't know I still don't, there's no excuse for him not to be in a lineup though. I mean or drafted there like he's we have a corner infield spot too, so like
0: there's there's four picks in this draft that are head scratchers for me um let's hear him David price at twenty eight dollars mm-hmm. I think that's his price on draft day that's his ceiling,
1: Dude. yeah you're getting no value there agree with that
0: right after that Patrick Corbin went I've am never been a Corbin guy but I get it he, people like him for some reason
1: yeah not a big gamble at two bucks no so. uh,
0: right after that Wilmer Flores
1: I'll never understand that I mean I'm the biggest Wilmer Flores guy in the room on draft day usually but it looks like Jake's gonna have that uh, that seat so
0: and then uh, yeah. Ryan Zimmerman Coming off a career year, he's the he's the one I give the best pass for out of the four of them, I guess. But
1: yeah, I mean, there are definitely other options for sure, like Justin uh, Turner. Turner being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, yeah, you know.
0: Overall, I think the guys did all right though. Um, Blue seat life. Blue Seat Life starts with Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Wilmer Flores, Jackie Bradley Jr., Starling Marte, Max Scherzer, Alex Wood, and Sean Manea. Not bad.
1: Yeah, nice little Good balance start. he has going there. So
0: delve into this goes with Matt Olson, Jose Altuve, Josh Donaldson, Ryan Zimmerman, Luke Weaver, David Price, Patrick Corbin, and Carlos Carrasco. So... Some good youth, and also, you know, expecting a bounce back from Price. Carrasco's a stud. Weaver and Corbin are young guys at low prices. Um, Weaver should be a keeper for a decent amount of time for him. So, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, and then we divvied up their minors as well. Um, the one thing that, I guess, surprised me is that the... What pick it, What pick was it that was available? Pick five. So pick five was out there. And it took... That was the eighth pick of the draft. So the guys that went ahead of pick five were Alex Reyes, uh, Rob Kaminsky, Delvin Perez, Ryan McMahon, Tristan McKenzie... Anthony Greer and AJ Reed.
1: yeah I, I mean
0: we both said Reyes should have been number one we're good with that
1: correct yeah and you know we were chatting back and forth um, as the draft was going on a little bit um, and I kept asking you you know should I let him know that these picks are available to draft and you're like nah let them go because I mean there was definitely a point there where it was more advantageous to take that pick, but that's a big maybe. pick. Yeah, I mean, even if you're not comfortable making the selection there, you at least have the asset on draft day to to sell.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's ten dollars. Easy. Yeah. Um, Easy. I haven't I haven't really dug in as to what's available in this minor draft, but it's been a little thin the last couple of years, I think. Um, yeah. But. Pick five—that's a huge asset. I know I'd pay—I'd pay good money for pick five. So, all right. Anything else we need to talk about in the minor draft and the the whole expansion thing?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I—I I will say I think uh, they handled themselves pretty well in that draft for the most part. You know, we had some some picks that were a little questionable from. You know, a couple guys that are a little more experienced in this league. But overall, they're starting with some nice pieces. And um, I think each one made different picks at times that I was like, all right, these guys know what they're talking about. So excited to have them in the league. And, um, you know, it'll be fun to to, you know get on them a little bit about Turner too. Yeah,
0: hopefully they're there on draft day. We'll
1: welcome them for sure.
0: We'll see if maybe Ryan, if it snows, if Ryan can pick up Caleb. Since I think they live in the same area. Yeah. Um, but yeah it should be should be good uh, let's look at the other teams so keepers were due on Sunday um, who do you want to highlight I, obviously Billy's team stands out as always on keeper day yeah it definitely does Alex Bregman Carlos Correa Xander Bogarts Mike Trout Giancarlo Stanton Michael Conforto Jose Barrios and Aaron Sanchez that's a great start
1: are gonna be right in and again. Right in and again. So uh, he's he's the one I always like to try and compare myself with to see where I stand and I fall short again I think so uh,
0: you're you're probably solid. you're you're right after him probably um you know you're running out Michael Franco Rugio Odor Nolan Arenado Orlando Garcia Jose Ramirez Bryce Harper Carlos Martinez Luis Castillo I mean Arenado Ramirez and Harper three top 24 guys
1: yeah um, I'm definitely excited about my keepers I think uh, there's a couple guys that are you know question marks will they bounce back will they not Um, but I think with having those consistent guys and, well, fairly consistent guys in Harper, Ramirez, Arenado, that, you know, I could take a couple gambles. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm, I was happy to clear up some cap space, getting rid of Rizzo at the deadline there before keepers were due. give uh, me a little bit more money to play with and take a risk on a guy that I think going to bounce back in Franco. So
0: You are the second lowest cap out of everyone in the league other than our defending champion, Kingdom Come. The former commission, Zach Smith, starting with $91. His keepers are Freddie Freeman, Daniel Murphy, Corey Kluber, Steven Strasburg, Kenley Jansen, Aroldis Chapman, Andrew Miller, and Rysel Iglesias. He goes pitching heavy with his keepers. Um, I know he's getting mocked a little bit. Obviously, flagged fly forever, so that's the first thing we need to say. That's yeah, uh, Andy, Andy's famous quote. Um, but... It's something that I've been thinking a lot about. We've seen a big offensive boom in baseball. Good pitching is a premium. He's got. It's going to be hard to have a better staff than him. So, it, if he can get some good hitters at good prices around them, his he's going to be tough again.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, now that you mentioned that pitching was something that I've always punted um, me too but you know if you can get your hands on some really good quality guys the way he has um, it, he's gonna be super tough to beat we're gonna play Zach you're gonna just have to try and chase the counting categories because his you're, ratios are gonna be pretty freaking good with that staff
0: yeah you're gonna have to max out your 11 starts hope you pick up some cheap wins um, and you're going to need big strikeout totals because even though Jensen, Chapman, Miller, and Iglesias don't throw every day, um, they're going to get him probably an extra 15 to 20 strikeouts a week on yeah. top of Kluber and Strasburg as a core who we know strike out a ton of guys too. So definitely going to be tough there. Um, what other teams stand out to you? Is there any other teams um, that you look at their team and you think, wow, they're, it's a really good start for them?
1: Uh, yeah, the Slump Busters, I think, uh, you know, he has put together a pretty nice squad through his minor league system. Um, you know, you look at just Contreras, Albies, Lindor, Judge, coming up through. Did Taylor come through his too, or is he... I don't think so. I feel like he drafted him at two, or yeah. claimed him at two, but anyways, you know, you got those guys coming up through, all very good prices, Nola... Came through, unfortunately, got a short end of a stick on an arbitration deal there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's still worth eighteen bucks, no doubt. But you know, you always you hope for more of a Lindor contract at eight. But anyways, he he's got a nice squad there. Um, two very solid pitchers and you know six other hitters that I would love to have on my team. So
0: yeah, he's, yeah, definitely a good start. Um, another team that stands out to me is Jordan Revolution. Uh, five really good hitters: Josh Bell, Ian Happ, Jonathan Scope, J.D. Martinez, and Chris Davis from Oakland. Um, and then he backs them up with Chris Sale, Robbie Ray, and Gio Gonzalez. Gio's the odd man out out of that eight, I think. Um, but he was no slouch last year to finish top five in the Cy Young voting in the NL. So definitely like what Jordan did with his keepers. He's got a, he's got a great start there as well. Yeah. He was... Gio was the head-scratcher on his team, in my
1: opinion. I was surprised he didn't keep uh, Rosario at two bucks. I mean, risk-reward there is pretty high with him, so...
0: Um, we haven't mentioned your brother and Andy's team, the Donruss Diamond Kings, Paul Goldschmidt, Whit Merrifield, Jake Lamb, Mookie Betts, A.J. Pollock, Jake Arrieta, Felipe Rivero, and Chase Anderson, um... The first six are outstanding, and then Rivero and Chase Anderson. I was surprised, but still, a great start for those guys. Yeah, I think
1: uh, I think Rivera is super underrated. He is. Um, he's good. I think he has the ability to step into that elite closer role this year. Um, I mean,
0: we just he's don't typically guys. We don't typically see closers kept, but. It's, yeah. we've seen it the last couple of years now that people are starting to value relief pitching more
1: yep um, the other team I wanted to talk a little bit about was uh, the Choo Choo Malloy boys yes think, they have a lot uh, of money if you just look at amount of money to be able to spend with the keepers he's got right he's I believe second most money to spend behind team Gorilla Glue um, but he has some guys that could really break out in Mankata Devers Zimmer um, and then you know I think you have a pretty good good idea what you're going to get from Gallo Kane you know what you're going to get um, and Kane stepping into Milwaukee you know his value is definitely going to go up and then Severino at $1 might be one of the best keepers out of anybody it's a good one um, he was incredible last year and you know Keiko will be consistent and Nebel being a solid closer He's he's got 8 guys that are very good and cheap
0: yeah so Tom be interesting. Tom has executed the process. He's done a good job. Um, so definitely, he made the playoffs last year, and now he's going to look the build off that. He's going to be. It, it'll be interesting to see him coming off of a playoff bid because I think the last couple of years he hasn't had a lot of money because he's traded it to get minor leaguers. So it's going to be interesting to see a guy that we've seen be very passive in the draft be in a position of power. I'm sure I mean you no one knows better than Tom but no one knows Tom better than you in the league um, so maybe you can give us some insight as to what you expect him to do on draft day
1: um, I won't share all the secrets because we talk a lot um, but he's he's already made a projected lineup of guys he's going after
0: so oh, wow that's
1: um, he he knows right what he wants and he has the money to do it so um, it's nice to know who he's going to go after so I don't getting a bidding war necessarily because well i'll come up short Mm -hmm. so um yeah i think it's exciting he's he's really pumped about this year because you know like he said he's tried to execute this plan for a while and it's starting to pay off a little bit so um he's feeling confident going in
0: yeah what do you think about my team me and shane greg bird brian dozier travis shaw Will Myers, more Mazzara, and then our three pitchers, James Paxton, Taiwan Walker, and Blake Snell.
1: Um, I like it. I mean, I think, I mean, I think if we're being honest, you're not up in the top tier of keepers, but, No. um, you have some solid value guys. I, I love Dozier at 12 bucks. Um, a healthy bird as he has a big bounce back, bounce back guy at five bucks. You know, He's got legit power, and he has a lot of protection. He's going to be sitting between Stanton and uh, Judge, so oh. I, I expect a huge year for him.
0: <laughs> How exciting is that to hear that he's going to be between those two guys? I know. He's going to see huge. every fastball ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now th- yeah, they just need those two to stay healthy, and he's going to put up huge numbers, I think. so. I completely yeah. whiffed on him last year, so I'm happy to have the chance to see it through.
1: Yeah, I think, I think he's going to be one of your better guys. Keeper was, um, and then obviously you know Shaw had a great year, Myers had a great year, Mazar, I think has the talent to be great. You know, he hasn't necessarily shown it all the way, but at two bucks, you got to try again. Yeah, um, he's steady. And, you know, yeah, and you know how much I love James Paxton. I I just didn't have. I don't keep three pitchers. It's just not going to happen potentially ever. So
0: you can't do uh, it with your hitters.
1: Yeah, so. I love his value for you. Um, you didn't have to give up much to get him either.
0: So. No, no nope. good stuff there. Um, team Gorilla Glow. Oh man, <laughs> we got to call him to the carpet about Wilmer Defoe, right?
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I texted him about it. Let me let me see if I can pull up his response
0: here. So let's um, let's talk about the rest. of just, just keep a little
1: bit too Defoe up. Uh,
0: while I find this Javier Baez, um, Corey Seager, Dansby Swanson, Reese Hoskins, Carlos Gomez, Manuel Margot, Hunter Renfro, and Wilmer Defoe. Um, a lot of O's there at the end with Margot, Renfro, and Defoe. <laughs> <There>. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what he was doing. Yeah, him. and then Cargo Carlos oh. Gomez right before him. Um, Gomez, he has to keep. He, he was going to have to eat that salary if he didn't keep him. So it just makes sense. He's going to probably play quite a bit in Tampa, so just get whatever you can since you have that contract on your books. Um, and obviously, Corey Seeger and Reese Hoskins are two of the best keepers in the league at two bucks each, so that's exciting for him. But I can't, I traded him Defo, so I traded Defo because I wasn't that excited about him. He's blocked at every position. I mean, you got run down at third. Trey Turner in short, Daniel Murphy at second, those are three of the best to do it in the game at their positions. I don't see a path to this guy playing.
1: Yeah, me either. So, found the text here. So, obviously, I'm always trying to offer guys I'm not keeping out. So, I just asked him if he had interest in Kingery, Kemp, Chris Davis from the Orioles, Patances you know, anybody other than Defoe. Um, and He's basically saying at 2 bucks, he's being paid like a replacement guy. He's like, I don't see the small gain of a trade as worth the assets to make the trade. So, I don't know. He likes him. Maybe you know something we don't.
0: He played a lot last year because Turner was banged up. Murphy was a little banged up. They were giving him a lot of maintenance days. Um, so Defoe played a lot, but the production was weak. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe we'll be two wrong. Two bucks like
1: he said, it's not a huge risk. No, but, it's not. You no. Know, there were people out there he could have traded for at a very cheap price that I think would have been better luck. But you know, whatever. I don't he's not trying I don't think he's trying to win this year. I don't think that's realistic for his team, but maybe it is. He has a lot of money to spend.
0: Yeah, he's had a lot of money to spend the last two years and he's gone out and gotten some big bats. I know he's the one year he spent a ton of money on Jason Hayward, that didn't work out. Um, last year he spent a ton of money on Mad Bum and he kind of was banged up a little bit. So, um, he's kind of missed on a couple of the big ones the last couple of years, but maybe he, maybe he finds, maybe he's pushing people around early in the draft. That seems to be his MO that he goes out and spends really early. So, yeah, I think he's probably a lock to have the most expensive player in the draft.
1: Oh, for sure. He's yeah. going out and getting Kershaw.
0: Is that that's who you think it's going to be?
1: He doesn't have a pitcher.
0: Yeah, true. Has to be. Yeah, you're right. It has to be. Who's the top hitter available?
1: Oh, you put me on the spot. Um, it would be... Joey Votto. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. Votto, D. Gordon...
0: Miguel Cabrera Uh, Miggy's out there
1: Yeah, a lot of people are down on Miggy though So I feel like he's going to be a value guy
0: We definitely kept Everyone kept a lot more hitters than pitchers So um, As always, hitting's going to be Real heavy at the top And then we're going to start to see some good prices Pitching is going to be I think the pitching prices are going to be interesting Because there's a lot of guys that need it Yeah Um, which is one reason why, that's another reason why I wanted to go out and get Paxton and adding Walker, who was underrated last year um, and still is a young, top, top talent with huge pedigree. That was another reason why I wanted to add those two guys, and that's another reason why I couldn't quit Blake Snell, even though he's left us disappointed his first two years in the league. He finished strong last year, but... All right. We wanted to talk about some sleepers, some busts, and some breakouts. Yeah. Who's on your mind?
1: Well, if we're talking sleepers, um, there are three guys that, in my mind, kind of stand out for me. I guess guys that I've looked at that I would be very happy to have on my team. Um, that I think are going to be real good values. Um, one, you already mentioned, Jason Hayward. I love Jason Hayward. I always love Jason Hayward. I think, I mean, the, the tools are there, the town's there. He's got to put it together at some point here. Um, and he's getting all the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. So he's one guy that I think, after a very average year last year, is going to go super cheap. Um and could bring back a big return. So he's he's the top of the list for me. Um next guy is Chad Cool. Um starting pitcher for Pittsburgh. Um just what, what he did in the second half last year was pretty impressive. Um I don't have those numbers right in front of me. As I'm unprepared to to talk great about him, but um, he was one guy I was just looking at. I was like, he's pretty legit. Um, let's see if I can find him. But I mean, he finished with 157 innings, 142 Ks, four three five ERA, one four six WHIP. So it doesn't look too exciting. Um, but he gained a lot of velocity in his fastball that second half, yeah. and you saw the numbers change. So, um, he's someone that I would like to see on my roster for sure. Um, I have something here that says he averaged over strikeout branding in his last 13 starts. So
0: Nice. He's a guy I've definitely liked spot starting the last couple of years in good matchups. He's always done, seemed to do well. Um, even on yeah. FanDuel, I find him to be a cheap... Uh, a cheap guy you know to throw in there when he has a good matchup so I'm okay with that
1: and then the last guy I think is going to be on everyone's list at this point now but um with the spring he's having Jason Kipnis looking for a real nice bounce back season this year uh I think he already has six bombs in spring so uh I think he's a guy that is gonna would have flown under the radar but at this point I'm I don't know that he will anymore um are he'll be bidding. So those were the three guys that stuck out to me that okay. I would be excited to see on my roster if they were for the right value. Um, I got
0: I got two sleepers. I'll give you a hitter and a pitcher. Um, one guy that I just can't quit: former Cardinal uh, Randall Grichuk going to Toronto. Um, huge power. We've seen Toronto have an ability to extract. That power from guys with that skill set. Never got the regular playing time I always felt like he deserved in St. Louis. Um, definitely a better situation for him to go in Toronto and just play. So I'm expecting him to put up big power numbers. You know, the average, it may not be there. Maybe they let him run a little more there. I'm not sure. Um, but I think he's a sleeper in a deep league like ours. Yeah. And then. Uh, I got a pitching sleeper who I don't think is going to be a sleeper by the time draft day hits, but uh, Tyler Chatwood. I've actually liked using him, even at cores, in good matchups. Um, And now he goes to the Cubs, who we know are going to win a lot of games. They have outstanding defense other than Kyle Schwarber. So... um, I like Chatwood a lot, too. I think he's going to be tough in a division where the Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers are good, but the Pirates and Reds are not. Um, so he's going to get some favorable matchups, too, in his own division. So I don't know if, how you feel about those two guys. but
1: Yeah, very good picks, very good picks. Um, I mean, I've, I've loved Gritchick, too. I mean, I, I picked him up last year uh when he after he went down to the minors i picked him up and just held on to him because i was like he's gonna come back up i mean the town's there so um was able to swing him in a trade and get some pieces back so uh definitely like him going to toronto and as you said too i I would spot start chatwood all the time as well if i like the matchup so he's definitely gonna do well in chicago
0: what, what do you what do you classify a breakout as? Because I, I know we want to talk about breakouts next. Um, to me, a breakout has always been a guy who's a second or third tier guy who I think is going to be a top tier guy at his position by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Or someone that is kind of under the radar who's going to make it to. You know, an everyday guy on your roster I mean, that's, that's sort of sleeper I'm, More breakout is what you said in that in the first part there About jumping from, you know, good player to great Someone that, uh, you know, might even become a household name
0: So my top breakout for this year is Lance McCullers Jr. Um, I, you could argue And whenever you bring up a breakout You can always have people argue that they've broken out before This guy's filthy Like, his stuff is just incredible Um, Obviously on a great team, defending World Series champions. Um, And I think this is the first year that he's available in our draft. Well, actually he was available last year, and I think Billy outbid me for him. But uh, McCullers is a stud. i like him to break out and be maybe a top ten pitcher this year.
1: too or just
0: a um, hitter I, I could i could go on the same team um and say Alex Bregman you know i think he could be almost a Nolan Arenado type not that's ridiculous maybe but um <laughs> you know to that level of importance where he you know he could be an MVP candidate in the AL huh. so Yeah, I like those. Um, So what? And I have to throw some Tommy FAM and Marcelo Zuna love out there. There you go. (laughs) There
1: you go. Now I'm not going to feel so bad with what I'm about to say. (laughs) Luis
0: Castillo, (laughs) Luis
1: Castillo, man, I I I love him, man. I absolutely love him. I mean, I was I was so mad last year when the waiver thing got moved. I had him for a dollar, Um, and then. There was the issues in the playoffs with the two-week waiver situation. Mm-hmm. And so I had him on my roster and I lost him. And I was pissed. Because I was like, crap, someone else is going to outbid me for him now. And luckily I still got him at 4 bucks. I don't know if anyone else put a bid in. They probably didn't. But, um, you know, i he's Carlos Martinez in my opinion. He's, he's going to be a star. I think he's going to be super good this year. And I couldn't be more excited. So, um, He's my breakout pitcher that I think... You know, jumps up there into the elite status um, if he gets the, the innings. Um, and then another pitcher, I actually had two pitchers, uh, Jose Barrios, I think, is going to get to that elite status as well. Um, you know, obviously, top prospect guy. Everybody knows who he is. It's not like he's a surprise person, but I think he takes that jump this season to you know, being just that next-level pitcher that people are going to want to go out and get in their drafts. So those are the arms that excite me. Um, The bat that I think is really going to be special this year is Christian Yelich. I always Um, said him, too. I love Christian Yelich this year. And, you know, again, another guy who had the pedigree. Everyone knew he was good. He kind of just, like... He was very good in Florida, you know, uh, for Miami. And I think this season he takes that next jump to elite outfielder. Um, he's someone I asked Burkhardt about right before keepers were due. Um, and then I heard you were, you were like I asked him about him, and I was like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be, you know, having two people asking about it, he's probably not going to let him go.
0: I made a competitive offer, but, and actually he said that he didn't say, he talked to Shane then about it. He never answered me. Thanks, Burkhart. Um, but he, he, he didn't say he didn't like the offer. He just, so I offered him Will Myers, um, Mitch Hanniger, and Stephen Piscotti and $10 draft cash. So he just said he didn't have a spot for both Hanniger and Piscotti to keep. He liked the guys he has ahead of them, so.
1: Yeah, I I asked him about Yelich, in a deal for Rizzo before I moved Rizzo uh, for Franco, Mm -hmm. and he just he's like, I like my youth a little bit better and having extra years, which is fair. So, pissed I didn't get him, but he's he's a guy I would love to have on my (coughs) roster. I think he's going to go off this year.
0: Nice busts. What do you got? Any bus? Bus.
1: Um, yes, perhaps <clears throat> bus. I think Eric Hosmer is going to be very underwhelming in San Diego. Yes, probably. Um, but I feel like a lot of people think that we'll see on draft day.
0: Hoss- uh, Hosmer's going to be fine. Th- let's, let's say that I don't think Hosmer's numbers are going to be any different than they were in Kansas City. Hosmer is an awesome baseball player. He's very good. He's just not a great fantasy player.
1: Right. So, I think he... I guess I guess when we say bust, let's define that. Are people who are going to be overpaid for in an auction league like ours or their average draft position is going to be higher than it should have been yes. in a, a snake draft? And I think that's where Hosmer falls in. Uh, he'll just get picked way too high or paid too much money for for the production that you're going to get out of him. Yep. Uh, it's it's a big name that people get excited about. Again, like he said, awesome baseball player. Just there's a lot of guys I can get later that are going to give me similar production. So,
0: can we call? Are we going to call Ronald Acuna a bust?
1: Absolutely,
0: Everyone loves him. You can call him a bus. He's a top six round. He's going in round five or six in some drafts. That's absurd for a guy that's – I mean, I loved Acuna last year. Um, I was so mad when Zach got him. Um, You know, I I tried everything I could to get him in a trade. I had to settle for Taylor Trammell, who I love. I think Taylor Trammell was the – to me – In terms of tools, he was in our minor draft last year. He was right behind Akuna for me. Those were the two guys I wanted in the draft last year. Um, So I'm excited about Trammell, but Akuna is a a freak. But it's I don't think it's fair to put that on him this year. He's like 19.
1: Yeah, Um, I got another one that I think is going to surprise you. Okay. Bust Uh,
0: Bryce Harper. Yeah.
1: I think he is way too easily thrown in first round conversation, and hasn't always produced at that. I mean, more often he's producing at top forty. You know, um, I love him because he's on my team. I have yeah. that great value, but I think he gets overpaid for often. Yeah. Um, so. In our league, not a bust, because at 20 bucks, I mean, you can't go wrong. But if we're talking over all this season, guys, that people are going to take first round and not be thrilled with, I think Bryce Harper's at the top of that list.
0: Uh, I'm good with that. You know, he's in a contract year, but he's going to get paid no matter what. It's not, you know, contract yeah. years don't matter for guys like that. Um, I, I'd be more, I think Machado is more likely to have a monster year because of the contract year, because I think – for Machado, he is trying to prove that he's better than Bryce Harper, um, and he wants to be the highest-paid guy in this draft class or, or this free agent class. Um, so I, I think that's going to be interesting. Here's a bus. <laughs> Here's a bus for you, Clayton Kershaw. Whoa! <laughs>
1: Tell me about
0: it. I understand. I've been se- I've been beating this drum for probably two years now. That at some point this guy is going to stop being. The greatest pitcher we've ever seen it it just has to happen he's a pitcher this is what happens to pitchers the injuries scare me um you know i don't like to mess with backs and i don't like to mess with arms with pitchers so do i think he's worth a first round pick absolutely i would still probably spend a first round pick on clayton kershaw but you have to be super super weary about or wary about um just the history, of the last couple of years, and his his in, his inability to stay healthy through the grind. He's he's logged a ton of innings in his career. So,
1: yeah, no <clears> doubt <throat> about that. No doubt about that. Um, one other guy I'll throw out there. Um, another contract year guy, Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, if you just look at his numbers, his age, he's declined a little bit, and I see that trend continuing uh, in that fashion. I mean, again, our league is very different. He's nine bucks right now. Yeah, You'd kill to have a guy like that nine bucks. Yeah. But you look at other leagues, you look at um, anywhere else, he's another guy that's going to be, in my opinion, drafted higher than the production you're going to get.
0: That team's going to be
1: bad, too. They're gonna be bad. He's not gonna see very good pitchers. No,
0: Nope. We would be, we would be remiss if we did a preseason podcast for our league and not talk about Shohei Otani, right? Let's do it. Yeah. So we we play on CBS now. Um, Again, we're back to CBS. I believe he is handled as. Two players in CBS. Yep, correct. All right, so first question for you would be, who do you value more, Otani the pitcher or Otani the hitter? Pitcher. Has to be, right? Not close. Yeah. He's going to get probably three starts a week as a DH, maybe maybe one in the outfield in those three games, and then he's going to get probably one start a week because I think they're going six-man rotation to keep him fresh from what I heard. Um, I think he's an elite arm he's been I've I've seen a little bit of the reviews of hitters that have faced him in the spring he's nasty
1: <laughs> yeah um, that is what everyone's saying
0: so it'll be interesting to see you know people value hitting more in our league than pitching so I bet the prices are going to be kind of similar for both Otani's in our draft
1: yeah I think someone will be stupid and pay way too much for the bat
0: I'm just excited to see this guy.
1: Yeah, I've seen a little bit of his spring. So, um, he throws some some filthy stuff for sure. Um, and his bat looks pretty good. But again, you know, he's not always seeing the best arms when he's batting. Um, kind of has that typical... Um, leg kick? Yeah, typical leg kick. Yeah. So.
0: Um, I'm excited to see how this plays out I'm happy they went with him as two players I think that's the right way to do it Rather than giving someone Basically an extra roster spot If you have that player That can play two. So I think they handled it the right way Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing I mean we haven't really seen A free agent Like this that we've never seen since Probably Jose, Jose Reu Maybe
1: yeah, that's probably
0: fair. Um, Abreu, I drafted in his rookie year for 45 bucks. He returned extreme value. Um, I think year one is usually a good year to get a player like this, but I just don't like the fact that he's only going to get probably three games a week as a bat. For the price you're going to have to pay, at least.
1: Yeah, I have no interest in the bat.
0: Yeah. Alright, so another new rule uh, I shouldn't say a new rule A new tinker uh, Something that we're tinkering with in our league this year Is the divisional draft Alright, so you and I talked about Maybe it's time to switch up The divisions with two new guys coming into the league Some realignment um, And the rest of the league Wholeheartedly agreed, I think its It's yeah. been I came into the league in 2013 I think and we haven't changed divisions since so it's been 13, 14 5 years of these divisions um, so I think it's yeah, time to it's switch tough. it up and you know Billy came to us with an idea about having a draft and uh, you're going to have the first pick so what I, what I would like to do with you tonight is a mock draft Okay. So you're going to be yourself and you're going to be Andy and Frank, which is perfect because, you know, you're, you are you, so that makes sense. And yep. then your brother is Frank and you've always wanted to be as good at fantasy baseball as Andy is. So, <laughs> so <Get out. laughs> um, it makes sense that you're those guys. And, you know, Billy, I'll be Billy and Zach. So that that just doesn't really make sense, but it just has to be that way. Well, um, you and Zach your best friends. Zach doesn't like me, I don't think. Um, <laughs> and Billy yelled at me this weekend <laughs> about about my draft idea, but that's fine. Um, I was just trying to give the people some options. Now, I liked Billy's idea anyway. I voted for it, so um, so let's do this mock draft. So the way it's going to work, it's going to be snake style, right? Yep. Um, three rounds, and we're going to have four divisions of four. And we're just going to pick pick the division. So let's let's guess how this thing's going to play out.
1: Yep, let's do it. Um, who are
0: you gonna who are you gonna disrespect? Bino. <laughs> All right. So Bino goes no, number one overall. You're not scared of Wilmer Defoe.
1: No shot. Um, or Carlos Gomez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you're the guy that extended him, so it's only fair that you get the chance False. to finally reap False. that reward. False. Oh you weren't? Tom
1: extended him. I okay. traded for him. Okay. And I dumped him as
0: fast as I could. So you get to finally reap the rewards of Carlos Gomez by having exactly. been on your your division. Um Billy obviously we know where Billy's going with pick two. Yeah. Uh, Burkhart, that's sure. Matt Burkhart. He has disrespected Burkhart immensely in our in our group chat. Um and, and let me say this. Burkhart I think everyone would say would be the clear cut number one
1: here. Um But I love the idea of Shake and Bake being in the same division. Yeah. Because uh, Billy can just rip him all year, and that'll be great.
0: Are we going to get so. a rebuttal from him? No shot. Probably not till draft day.
1: Yeah, draft day he'll say something.
0: All right, where are your brother and Andy going with the third pick? Um... Do you think they'll take the same strategy? I would
1: go with one of the new guys if I'm them. And just looking at rosters, I'm a little more inclined to go with Blue Seat Life if I'm them.
0: Okay. So Jake Becker goes third to Andy. I'm going to come back with the other new guy. Um, I think that's probably the route to go. It's easy to disrespect those guys, so I think Zach takes Ryan to round out round one. Um, and then I think Zach's gonna go with Josh to start off round two. Really? I don't know. I just see. Says just a disrespect thing. Yeah, I think I think it's more one of those things like you know the the running joke between two of them, who gets who, yeah. you know. So. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say day goes to start the second round. I could see that. All right, so you have the the pick here with Andy and Frank.
1: Uh, I think they gotta gotta go with, and we'll go with the Chodes.
0: Okay. Some months goes there. Um. Uh, The next pick, uh, this is a tough one. Uh, So I'm tossing around the Fanatics, tossing around myself and Shane, and I'm tossing around Caleb here for this next pick. And I think that you could argue that Shane and I have the worst keepers out of those three teams. So I think uh, Billy's going to go with me and Shane. With that next pick. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I, I think you named the next guys to take in Dutch Oven and Finax. Okay,
1: is the route I would go then.
0: So Kyle, Be K-
1: Caleb and Adam.
0: Do you feel good about that?
1: I don't feel bad about it.
0: Again, we've talked about Adam's got a good start. We didn't really talk about his team much, but uh, Smoke Lemayhew, Chris Bryant, Justin Boar, George Springer, Marcel Ozuna. That's he, a solid six. Yeah,
1: he's definitely the one that I would be most scared of in the division. You've had their, him in your um,
0: division, too. Even
1: last, yeah, even last year, he was right there for a long time. And, I, I mean, he was the guy, I think last year when we did the podcast, I think I mentioned he was the guy I was most scared of taking the division. Yep. Um, so, his brother ended up being the one that was really awesome, too,
0: so... <laughs> All right, so we have three picks left. Um, Tom, Sure, and Jordan, and I think Billy would go with Tom.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: Which means you get to pick between Jordan and Sure. For this Andy Sandy? and Frank, Is yeah, Sandy?
1: yeah. Uh, I think they go Jordan. Okay he's been a perennial top team I think if you just look straight keepers there, money to spend that's the, that's the move
0: yeah so that makes um, Andy and Frank's division be themselves, Jake Becker of Blue Seat Life the Charleston Chodes months and then Jordan Revolution and, yep. that, and then Zach's division is himself Ryan of Delve into This uh, Girth Brooks and Josh and the Slump Busters and sure, so I think those are pretty balanced divisions.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree at all.
0: Be interesting to see if we nailed it or not. I have a really hard time trying to get in Billy's head. I I never know what that guy's got going on. So
1: that's what that's what makes him good. Yeah, somehow like. He won't even touch his team. He won't make any deals, and he'll win. I don't yeah. know how he does it.
0: All right, last piece. You've been hounding me all week since Sunday to grade your trade. You love you, you love. <laughs> getting, you trade, love more trades. You love well, getting your. Trade. You love getting your trades graded.
1: Yeah, I like I like some affirmation. You love being from di- people that I respect.
0: You love being either disrespected because it fools fuels you. Or you love being patted on the back. Yeah, and you gave me neither. I, I just went, I went with an even C. I And I had both of you text me asking if you guys should do the deal. I'll be honest about that.
1: Oh, I knew that.
0: Yeah. So, um, I told him he can't throw Torres in. Okay. You're a jerk. <laughs> You're a sicko. <laughs> Which, I, 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 I honestly believe that. I would have said that to anyone. Um. But I think you did okay getting Mation a third rounder and Hayter instead of Torres. Yeah. You like Hader, So So I I said to you, I give this trade a flat C. I think it's fair for both sides. I would have done it if I was both of you. Um, So I'm good with it. I thought it was a good deal for both of you guys. Sure has a ton of minor depth. So being able to move some of that for the top 15 guy is huge
1: yeah no doubt about it
0: and you really needed to free up some money
1: agreed so yeah I think freeing up the money and then getting two guys in Hader and Winker that are going to be minor eligible move them up and down as I please that are going to you know play a good amount I, I expect Winker to be the everyday right fielder um, I'm hoping his spring keeps going well. He crushed the ball today. Really? Absolutely crushed it out of the stadium. Um, and I think he has the potential to be pretty awesome. So I'm hopeful there. is going to be, you know, an elite holds guy, middle reliever. Um, if they eventually make him a starter, he gets the Chris Hale comparison. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be mad about that. And then Mason is a guy who, I mean, he's only, mm-hmm. what, 19 he's super
0: young yeah 18 maybe
1: and I mean he was drawing Miguel Cabrera uh you know so we'll see I don't know I would have much rather Torres I'm kind of pissed at you now that I know it was your fault I think he was thinking about he, it
0: no he wasn't he no well from what he told me it didn't sound like it was ever going to go down he just needed me to agree with him is what it sounded like at least from what Sher was saying okay it um, makes me feel a little better yeah we can keep doing the podcast. Yeah, all right, cool. Um, other trades <laughs> um, to grade. There were other trades, though. I yes. made three trades. So, Justin will We'll do the one that wasn't Yeah, the four. Justin Bohr goes to the Fanatics for, I think, a third-round minor. and I'm yeah. with it. Bohr's underrated, but that team's going to be miserable.
1: Yeah, I think Bohr's super underrated. I like that pickup for Adam.
0: Yeah. Ten bucks is a good price for big first baseman like that so
1: yep and no offense to Adam he normally doesn't uh, do super well in the minor league draft
0: so um, towards the end at least I mean yeah. he, he does well in his first two picks yeah um, he's, he's nailed some first rounders yeah um, Chris Bryant Julio Urias um, yep. Anderson Espinoza. so
1: yeah definitely definitely does well there I mean I'm, there's not a ton of people that do nail people in the later rounds I mean I do a terrible job I have all sorts of guys on my roster that shouldn't even be on my other teams anymore.
0: I hate when you have third and fourth round picks because you're just scrambling, paging through the prospect handbook as fast as you possibly can, and you just never come up with anything that sticks. Yeah,
1: and everyone gets so impatient with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because everyone's ready to leave. It's been 12 hours at that point, and we just want to go home. (laughs) Yep, and it usually ends up being me with like six fourth yeah, round yeah, picks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You have like it's like all right, we got K Stram for seven here, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, at
1: some point I'm going to try and have it all sixteen picks in the fourth round. I'm That's sure you, I'm
0: sure you would find a way to do it. Um, your first trade was with Tom. Tom, refresh correct.
1: me. Sure, I traded him Joey Gallo and Corey Neville. And I got back. Um, Austin Riley. Austin Riley and a second round pick. The Mullig Boys second round pick.
0: Um, I think Tom wins that trade. But again, you weren't going to keep either of those guys. So makes sense for you to move them for a good prospect um, and a pick that you can probably either move for money or get another asset. I'm interested to see what you're going to do with all your picks this year because you did a good job of replenishing your miners to the point where I'm not sure you need all those picks anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, I wasn't expecting to be able to make all the moves that I did. Um, I really didn't think I would ever move Rizzo, and then I just, on the last day, I was like, I don't have a ton of money. So he was one that brought me back a bunch of minor guys. So, um, yeah, I just... I felt like it was the
0: right thing to do. To, so. pa- to pat my own back, I feel like I put you on tilt almost to make that Rizzo trade after our trade because I started talking about money and you moved Paxton, who was cheap for me, to me,
1: uh-huh.
0: and I think you regretted that. I mean, so the the trade that you and I made was Paxton and Taiwan Walker um, for Brett Phillips and Lucius Fox. So, what was going through your head when we did that?
1: Um, well, I was not planning on keeping three pitchers. Um, I think Carlos Martinez is clearly better than Paxton. Yes.
0: Um, I asked so, about Martinez first, so that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, there was no doubt that I would rather have kept him, even at the extra 10 bucks. And then, I mean, you know how excited I'm about Castillo. Yeah. So. Um, It was, am I going to keep him or Paxton? Well, one, being a Reds fan, two, loving Castillo just in general. uh, He was the guy that I was going to keep. So, didn't get any bites elsewhere for Paxton. Tom asked about him a little bit, uh, but he was working on another trade to even make that work. So, I see some of these other keepers, and I'm surprised no one wanted Paxton, because I feel like he's really, really good. Um, So, really, I was just trying to get him off my hands, get some kind of value.
0: But then we make the the deal, and the uh next day you fire at me, and I don't know how serious you were. I thought you were serious, but maybe you weren't. Martinez and Rizzo for Paxton and Will Myers. Uh Uh-huh. So, were you serious?
1: I was feeling you out. I thought you were going to say yes right away, and I was going to get more. (laughs) Honestly, that's what I was expecting.
0: Yeah. um, I
1: know what you think of Rizzo.
0: No, Um, he's a stud. He's a monster. Yeah. But... um. I just I'm, I feel like it's gonna be I I don't have a great feel yet on what this draft is gonna be like, so to me I needed to have. I guess it would have been I would have lost twenty five bucks in that deal, yeah. Because Rizzo is thirty five, Martinez is fifteen, and I would have been giving up a twenty dollar player and a five dollar player. So to me, that twenty five dollars wasn't worth the upgrade.
1: Yeah, so, I don't disagree with you I yeah. think for me it was that $25 was going to be a starting outfielder for me yeah so
0: and like I said I just I'm not I'm not in a place yet where I have a feel for what the prices are going to be I haven't we're a week and a half out I've done next to nothing to prepare for it so um, that's probably a shame on me but I think even if I had a feel for it I don't think I'd pull that trigger Yeah. I didn't get any plates on Myers though either which I was surprised about 30-20 guy at 20 bucks so yeah people don't like trading with us yeah that's fine
1: um but to create that trade I think you won the Paxton Walker deal I don't love Tawan Walker I was surprised you. I mean I even said that when we were talking I was surprised you wanted Walker yeah um I, I thought you would've went back to your boy Batances um I think he would've been the better move but I mean Walker's Low risk at five bucks, and he's a it was a tatted prospect. I traded for him because I thought he was good. So yeah, I got him from Burkhart.
0: I just um, can't quit. I can't quit a prospect, a prospect of that pedigree when he's like 26.
1: Yeah, no, I don't blame him yeah. I'm not saying it was a terrible move. No, but I know. The Tonsis I think, would have been the move. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get much back from you. I mean, I think Brett Phillips is very good, but he's blocked everywhere. Um, I'm holding out that he gets traded um, or you know something happens where they're just not playing well and they need that arm I mean his arm is ridiculous Yeah. so I'm well, hoping they need his defense and it, then
0: it's no Lucius secret Fox that Fox is my yeah. boy <laughs> yeah you love yourself some Lucius the only the, only, Luci- the only Lucius better than Lucius Fox is Lucius Lion for all those Empire fans out there if anybody watches that show but um Going back to Brett Phillips, you either hope he gets moved or you hope they move Ryan Braun. Right. And, I mean, even then, he's still potentially blocked by Domingo Santana. But I, I, I can see – I think Phillips gets moved for an arm.
1: I would think so. Too. Yeah. So that's what I'm holding out for. and If not, I swing, a miss, whatever.
0: Well, Phillips that's is a guy it. that I drafted – traded to tom got him back and now i trade him again so i've liked phillips too um rare power speed combo so yeah I, i'm okay with you wanting phillips i didn't, I didn't want to give up uh i didn't want to give up trammell obviously i just told you about how much i love him and he's a red so i knew you would have been all about him um the pitchers you had asked me about weren't going to get that deal done. But I like Cease, Hudson, and Quantrill. I'm really high on all three of them, and Alcantara. And then uh, I still like Usnail Diaz, I think. Although I know how good that Dodgers team is, there's holes there. There's a path to him and Verdugo coming up quickly. Yeah. There's issues with Jock, and you never know what Puig's going to do. And so. That was that was just where I was at on that deal too, so
1: Yeah. Would you have done Diaz?
0: Probably not.
1: I was back and forth between him and
0: I just don't know enough about Phillips. him yet. I mean I don't know. He's another guy, the Dodgers could easily trade him. Just like they could trade Phillips, so Yeah. Alright, I think that wraps up our preview maybe we get together next week and do a show now that we have the draft pool and we can preview each position
1: yeah I would love to do that
0: let's try to make this a weekly thing now we'll try to get some more guys involved I'm sure Shane will join us at some point I'm sure Cheryl will join us at some point Um, but yeah I'd like to get a couple of the other guys on here and uh, just dig into the league
1: I'd love to get one of the new guys after the draft
0: yeah that would be good see,
1: see, see what their experience is like the uh, being there in person
0: the first the first draft is hard it is it's it's definitely hard um it's gonna be interesting to see cause they're both in great positions um so we'll see what they come out with anything else for the good of the order I don't think so alright I'm going to uh, play the music then and get us out of here. Signing off for the Red Triangle Sports podcast discussing the Blue Mountain Fantasy Baseball Champions League. I'm your host Matt Kozlowski from the San Fernando Valley Beasts. Still sounds weird. And uh, thanks to Kyle Stramer of the Stramer Stallions joining us. Um, This is going to be a regular thing. So follow us on iTunes. You can find the Red Triangle Sports podcast there. And, uh, yeah, keep looking for us about once a week. Thanks, and we'll talk to you guys later.